Welcome to Newborn to Teen and Everything in Between, the podcast from Bespoke Family. I'm Bex. And I'm Claire. Thanks for joining us as we tackle the ups and downs of life with children, helping you to get the best out of your time together. No rules, no judgment, just guidance. So grab a cuppa and let's get started with today's episode. Today's podcast is all about being nap-trapped. I love that phrase. (laughs) And I was a bit like, what is nap-trapped when you started to talk to me about it? And then... I think the exact words were, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I think is what you said. What was a nap-trap? In fact, I feel nap-trapped right this minute. (laughs) I feel like I could just have a little nap. Says you who never naps because you've got FOMO. FOMO. (laughs) So, you know. Yeah, I know. The word nap makes it feels quite nice, but then actually the reality for me, no, don't like it. And do you know what? The word nap with with parents is such a strong one because I think so many people want their children to nap and nap Mm. well. And it becomes quite a big thing Mm -hmm. doesn't it i think you know have they slept napped for long enough have they napped at the right time what if you have to go out and all those sorts of things and then it's like this will knock on to that and this that and the other i think naps become quite a big focus and quite a stress element for some family for some parents well, one thing I hadn't really realised in terms of naps, just in general, before we talk about being nap-trapped, was that naps can really impact on a night's sleep if they don't have a good enough quality nap. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? In the day, they yeah. can uh, can actually affect their quality of sleep at night. That blew my mind, because I'm a little bit like, surely if they have too much sleep in the day, they're not going to mm-hmm. be able to sleep at night. But that completely is opposite to the case, isn't it? But if you look at mammals yeah my dog (laughs) yeah then they sleep through the day yeah and they exert energy they do things particularly young animals and then they have a little nap and then they go again and then they have a little nap but then they tend to sleep pretty well overnight obviously Mm -hmm. we naturally wake through the night anyway because we you know we're designed to do that but our little ones are designed to nap as well through the day Mm -hmm. because their little brains and their little bodies are growing and developing so fast that they need that sleep because it's restorative um but it's it can be very hard to get your child to nap you know lots of people talk about how tricky that is um and that's probably a whole other podcast Mm -hmm. um Mm but yeah naps can be quite a quite emotive i think when it comes quite to emo- yeah but the um when you explained to me what nap trapped meant mm-hmm. as in yeah what um i was like oh yeah i get it now because that is exactly how i felt when my mm-hmm. children were little should i explain what nap trapped was yeah go on then yeah yeah so nap trapped there's different context to it but it can be um related to being basically trapped by naps and so you feel that you have to be at home for all naps so your kind of ability to go out and do things go to groups all of those sorts of things are so 
decided around naps that you feel completely trapped because you can see a group that you want to do with your baby or babies and you're like but there's over nap time so I'm stuffed because if I don't do nap they're going to be miserable but actually I really need to get out and do something but actually I can't and so you feel trapped by the the routine of the nap and the need for the nap to be potentially at home now there are other ways of being nap trapped so it can be things like your baby will only sleep on you and so you're basically literally kind of on the sofa trapped trapped by a nap um and so that can be one thing or you can't leave your little one to nap alone they need you in the room um all of those sorts of things and so but I probably think the main one is that we're going to talk about is that whole being trapped and feeling like you can't do your week and go out and about and do things because of nap timings and it can even be down to things such as you know going out to meet a friend for coffee or you know even maybe having to do the school run with your older children it can be that kind of thing of the timings just are really tricky and can feel quite stressful so basically any way that you feel trapped by a nap time can i just say i don't understand why these baby groups are over (laughs) nap times because surely nap times are fairly you know i mean i know that they're not obviously completely strict but lots of people have routines where naps fall at the same time so do the people not look at these things and say, say, oh, that might be over a nap time? Weird, isn't no. it? Anyway, that's just an observation. No, nope. <laughs> I think it's not. a very valid observation. And mm. I am always amazed when I look at kind of group timings or class timings. And you're thinking, how would you get there? Why would you put a class on at like one o'clock in the afternoon when most Mm. little ones are going to be having some form of afternoon nap around that time um Mm -hmm. but yeah i completely agree the timings for groups are mad bizarre but then i suppose at the same time they have to get it around school drop-offs and lunch time and school pickups it's it's quite it is quite hard to kind of find a time to to start it in but then those school pickups and drop-offs are also nap trappy times aren't they mm-hmm. yeah huge I'm now you're right into i'm this now calling nap it nap trappy times yeah yeah um yeah they are but it's it is really hard if you've got an older child and a baby let's say or a mm-hmm. you normally typically got um school run and then when we're kind of doing kind of one-to-one support with families who are having t- tricky times with sleep they normally have to do a school run and the little one falls asleep on the school run. So only has a, a cat nap and actually mm. needs longer but doesn't get it because of the timings because either in the car or in the pram. And then normally about three by three o'clock you're having to go and pick up those older children. And so do you get your little one up early to go for a get to school or do you, you know, I've had families who drive around in the car to do the afternoon nap and then they sit and wait because it gives them longer and it sort of fits better um sleeping in the pram so that you can then walk to the school because little ones still asleep in the pram you know you try anything and Mm. 
I'm, and there is absolutely no right or wrong because every single person's situation is so individual because it depends on if you've got older children or it depends on where you live because again about getting to classes how far do you have to drive to get to these classes um because for some people it can be quite a distance and so it might Mm. have to be a car nap to be able to get to that class and it's it's about looking at what are those priorities and how to best work around them so that you are still getting Mm -hmm. those naps in whilst also looking at all the other important priorities that come around you know getting out and about seeing people meeting other parents or even just seeing friends and family is important for you and for your little Mm. one um you know if you're stuck at home or feel that you're stuck at home and can't get out that is a horrid feeling and Mm. so we kind of can talk through how to work around that kind of nap trapped feeling and what what kind of things you can do but you must have felt it a bit more with twins massively Mm. i hardly yeah i i really did struggle with that kind of thing and particularly the afternoon nap i mean they were in their cots and really we never went out during those times but there were times like you say that you know you kind of missed out on going out with friends and and i do think that just their their sleep was tricky anyway and I think you kind of get to that point where you're like do you know what they sleep in the afternoon in their cot I'm not going to change it but actually looking back I think this kind of podcast would have really been appealing to me to go oh my goodness I don't want to be nap trapped what Mm -hmm. can I do to kind of help alleviate that because I can't like yeah how do how do you do that because you don't want to be in a position where they've perhaps started to nap and then they wake you have to wake them up early and they're really grumpy because then that's no fun either is it no. you know you no. can't it's yeah the other thing I so would what say, can you do oh go on the, the only thing I would say is it's also changing the mindset because there are times when that afternoon nap for that two hours or whatever you yeah. your child does I have to say it's a very sacred time mm. <laughs> I always as a nanny that used to just be that moment of okay here we go they're having a nice and they look so cute on the monitor like fast asleep and everything else and it might be that time where you do drink a hot cup of tea or you do get to eat without having to share it or you know um that you get to just maybe watch that tv program and have an hour to yourself or get on with things that you feel you can't do when baby's around um so i think sometimes it's going you know what this is a good this is a good thing for us this Mm -hmm. this is a good thing for babies but it's also a good thing for me and some you know there will be times where you do have to miss certain things and that is tricky um but then it's changing that around and going but we do have these two hours on the whole you know again it might not be two hours it might be an hour and a half it might even be an hour but you know what it's use that Mm -hmm. time for you i think is probably how i would i have to say i do have very fond memories of those (laughs) afternoons, especially in the summer 
I'd be in the garden thinking, oh, this is just really yeah. nice. And then the uh, then you hear the monitor and they wake up and you're like, oh, so here we far. go. That's <laughs> We've got four hours of this bedtime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but actually, yeah, it, that I would say that's the first thing of going, just think about it try if you've got into the mindset of i just feel utterly trapped by these naps and i can't get out kind of try to go actually what can i do for me in that time for my own well-being and makes me feel good and don't feel guilty about it like mm-hmm. put the positivity back into that aspect i think and rather than going out to meet people potentially they could come to yeah. you couldn't they Absolutely. and you could make it like a little cafe get them to bring a the cake or yep. you know like and have a cup of tea whilst babies are sleeping and yeah you know i did this exercise with someone the other day who was going through this thought process when we said we need to work on naps because they were causing issues with night times and just general kind of little one being cranky and not very happy and i was like okay let's just look at the week and where can you do naps in the cot or the crib and where do you need to do on the go naps and it's like oh but you know I do this this I was like just slow it down let's just look at each day and once we slowed it down and looked at each day it was like oh well Mondays typically I do the school run come home actually that's my day for getting jobs done so both naps will be at home because that's my routine and I'm like perfect so that's Monday Tuesday we do a group okay so that's the one that you walk to so you'll do that one in the pram but in the afternoon will you be home yeah okay so let's just put that nap in there Wednesday and we went so sorry just pause a minute so mm-hmm. so pause a minute for Tuesday so yeah. Tuesday morning you walk to the nap the, you walk and the have the nap so would you would you then think that by the time you get to the class that so that's potentially a nap cut a bit shorter is it potentially because then yep. you want the baby to be involved in the class don't you because yep. so you can't really leave them there's no point well in some respects there is a point going when your baby's still asleep because you still get to see the other parents don't you and you know what if they wake up and they're a bit you know you'll just compensate later on and it might be that they have a slightly longer afternoon sleep or depending on their age they might have to put in a third sleep it's workable you want them to have Mm. probably you know again this is age dependent they may not need a morning sleep at this point but um this little one did and so would it was a 30 minute walk but what mum did was walk around the garden get little one to sleep in the pram and then when they were ready to leave she walked to the class so she still had an hour Mm -hmm. of nap but it was in the pram because then they could do the half an hour walk. So it, it is about being a bit creative then, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And and actually, as we worked through the week, I think there was pretty much one, one day every day that they would be at home for a, one of the naps. And she's like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. And I'm like, and that's not you having to be trapped by that nap and having to be home. You're saying you would naturally be at home. She's like, yeah. She's like, actually, I don't feel so bad about it now. And I was like, 
there we go mm. you know sometimes just planning it out and putting a visual and going yeah actually um so i would always say with really look at your week and sit down and write it out because sometimes mm-hmm. it can then kind of show you that there are points where you can do cot naps and on the go naps um and so you know and again like we just said some of the classes the timings are rubbish so it might be that you actually go i'm going to look at that class somewhere else it might be in another town it might be you know or i'm just going to skip that class for now and i'll look for something Mm -hmm. else because it's just really not going to fit for us and also naps do change don't they sometimes so you might then be able to say for example if the class was in the morning by the time your child's dropped their nap then potentially they could depending on what it is of course but yeah but also it's things you know like in the afternoon it might be that you're currently on three naps a day um Mm -hmm. but that third nap can be an on-the-go nap it can be in the sling it can be in the pram it can be on the you know it it can be what you want it to be really um it's normally the trickiest one to get them to have um so but again don't feel that oh well they woke up and now an hour and a half two hours later i need to try and get them to have a third nap and i'm stuck here it's like well go for a walk or go meet friend a friend for a coffee and pop baby in the pram or the sling or whatever and go and have that half an hour but if you're saying about doing trying different ways to get them to sleep mm-hmm. do you need to start doing that when they're younger so that they're so that they because obviously if your baby only ever knows the cot to sleep in then actually to make them go to sleep for a nap in a sling might be or in a pram might be a little bit more difficult yeah i would probably say it's the other way around it's normally that they will sleep in a pram sleep in a um sling all those sorts of things it's getting them to sleep in a cot or a crib that can be trickier in the day um because obviously you know and the biggest thing for that is so when you're doing your naps in the day it's looking at creating a a wind down to that nap and that's the same if you're out and about and you're going to use a pram if you're if your child is a bit trickier to get to sleep in a pram we need to remember that very often our little ones are happily playing and we're like yeah they're oh, look at them they're smiling away and it's like right you might start to see the signs that they're getting a bit tired and then we make that decision that it's time for a nap they've gone from ah, i'm having a lovely time to right you're in your pram off to sleep and it's like <laughs> uh, I can't, uh what, what's going on so what we need to be looking at is creating a little bit of a pre-nap routine whether that's pre-cot nap or whether it's pre-pram nap or whatever so it might be that you do a nappy change you um you might have a verse of a song that you sing you might use white noise so if you use white noise at home um at night and things like that then have a portable white noise machine and pop it on the pram or you know pop it on the car seat if you're going out in the car um, if you have like a, a blackout shade for the pram or um, car seat and things like that, it's creating those sleep environments regardless of where you are. Now, you're not going to make anything silent, 
Um, and really, we don't want to encourage our children to only sleep in silence. They need to be, but there needs to be an indicator to them that it's nap time. Um, and regardless of where we are, it's kind of going to them, it's okay, it's sleep time. So whether that's that they have a comforter, again, age dependent, um, whether they, you know, they have um, a sleeping bag or whatever, you know, those sorts of things. So whether you're doing a cot nap or an on-the-go nap, it's what is that pre-nap routine that signals to your little one that it's time to go to sleep? Other than mm-hmm. you just putting them somewhere and being like, night, night. And they're like, no, no, huh? yeah. I think that is really key, isn't it? It mm-hmm. is because actually you're not necessarily always going to have somewhere that's black out, no. for example, are you? No. You, so but... so they've got, there's got to be another way of getting them to know, actually, mm-hmm. you need to go to sleep now. Yeah. And that it's okay to go to sleep. Like, I'm giving mm-hmm. you all these signals that I give you at bedtime, at... Um, any nap time this is the same thing the same signal I'm giving you it's okay Mm -hmm. and very often they go ah I hear this song every time I go to sleep or I always have white noise when I go to sleep or you know and that then becomes their routine and their understanding Mm -hmm. so yes I think having that pre-nap routine whether you're in or out of the house is kind of important Although I suppose in saying that they wouldn't get the blackout thing, you can get those um, shade. shade things, can't you, mm-hmm. for a pram? So yeah, actually, shades, you yeah. could you could do that, and you can get them for car seats. Can you? Yeah. Okay. See. Yep. Yeah, I didn't know any of this, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that it is. It, I think it's actually having, a, like you say, a bit of confidence to kind of assess your day rather than getting yourself in a state that actually you can't do anything mm-hmm. because it it can feel but the problem is what happens is you can get yourself into a little spiral can't you of thinking well I can't do anything because they've got to be in their cot because a lot of stuff says and I know that you say it to some stuff that it is good to have restorative sleep in the cot mm-hmm. isn't it but it doesn't always have to be in the cot. I think that's the important thing to kind of try and get No, and I think around. it's balancing it out. And I think sometimes what we can see is, oh, it's so much easier to get them to sleep in the pram or it's so much easier to get them to sleep, to, you know, and now they won't go in the cot. And I think actually it's balancing it out. It's going, oh, we've done a lot of on-the-go naps because we've had to. But actually, we're at home for the next couple of days, so we're going to really go back to those cot naps. Just so that Mm -hmm. whatever environment, it's kind of going, yep, okay, it's, you know, it's just re-establishing it. Obviously, if it's uh, the best way to probably describe it is when you go on holiday, that first night of sleeping in that new room, in that new bed, you're a bit like, oh, I can see this light and I can do this and, you know this is a bit annoying or this is different Mm. or this feels different and but after two or three nights very often you've acclimatized back to that room and you kind of know all the little things about it and all of those sorts of things it's the same for our children if Mm. if they're not used to the sleeping environment they're going to struggle in it whereas if we kind of replicate a sleeping area you know and we do it again if we all go away we take things that are familiar to us the things that smell the same and 
all of those sorts of things so it's just looking at not only favoring one option and i think always come you know if you're at home if you can always try to do the crib or cot nap because then it you know it helps them know their sleep environment for night time um you know that they're nice and comfortable and that you can then hopefully get on with some things that you want to get on with mm-hmm. yeah it is about it's interesting isn't it because actually by doing those kind of different naps in different things and different environments you're actually helping them with like a life skill really aren't you mm-hmm. for being able to sleep you know i mean there are certain people aren't there you being one of them who can nap anywhere whereas yep. i really can't nap anywhere even i mean i've never been even even although i know you're like you laugh and i then no, no, i i i don't like napping i don't like missing out and stuff but i equally find it quite hard to just drop off in the day but probably because i've not really ever done it so you kind of you get used to that don't you and you don't do it so if i'd done it like you all the time i know what you do in the day clay you're always napping yeah <laughs> always take a little nap no, no, but I you don't know, actually, but I would no. if I could. <laughs> Wish you would if you could, yeah. But that's the thing, isn't it? For children, you're actually giving them yeah. quite a, a skill to be able to sleep anywhere. Mm-hmm. And, um, which you is know, and if they valuable. Used to, it is valuable. And I think, but also if you're listening to this and going, my child will not sleep anywhere else, mm. bar on me or potentially in a cot, that's okay. That's kind of, you know, that is another thing to, you know, potentially work on. But it depends on how much it's hindering your situation. If it's hindering it Mm -hmm. to the point where it's actually making it very hard for you and that you're feeling quite resentful of being so trapped, then it's looking at how to change that up and how to practice for your child to have those naps Mm -hmm. outside of the house if they need to. And quick plug, if you are in that situation and you need some help, we, we can, help can help too, can't we? We can. <laughs> we always love to do a we, little... We offer some... Yeah, we offer parent consultations and people do come to us with those kind of things, don't they? They do. So we can, we can definitely help yeah. um, with that. Um, I think we've probably talked enough yeah. about nap traps. Yeah, I think it's also saying that naps evolve. So you might be on loads Mm. of naps at the moment or feels like loads of naps. Then you might be on to three naps. Then you're going on to two. Then you might be going to one. And then... It won't be like it forever, will it? Yeah. No, but there will be a time where there are no naps. Yeah. (laughs) And that is... Yeah. (laughs) A lot of parents grieve a nap at that point. (laughs) Yeah, it's between it's the no naps between no naps and going to school is quite a tricky period. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and you no, suddenly that's go, mean, isn't a, it? Because it's yeah, it's when you realise that they're dropping it and you're like, <laughs> oh no, oh, yeah. is that's it? So, and we do have a blog. Again, we'll link mm-hmm. into the show notes on um, transition of naps and wake windows. Li- wake windows, little ones. Uh, sleeping longer than 30 minutes and mm. all of those sorts of things we've got loads of sleep blogs so yeah. we'll link to those in the show notes but hopefully you won't feel nap trapped yeah hopefully not so thanks for listening 
I'm off for a nap. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. Happy. I would. <laughs> <laughs> That's everything for today. Thanks for listening. If there's something you'd like us to talk about, we'd love you to get in touch and let us know. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Bespoke Family or head to our website. The links are in our show notes. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss the next episode and please give us a rating or review if you like what you hear. We're Bex and Claire and we'll be back soon with another episode of Newborn to Team and everything in between. See you then. Bye.